and we're back. We are back. We are back. Here we are. You Epis- can't get rid of us. No, you can't. We're going to be here forever now. <laughs> episode two of Save Me a Seat Pod. Um, how did you think first episode went? Did you enjoy it? I, um, I heard a couple of people listening to it, specifically in the office. I'm now desensitized to our listening to our voices. Uh, I think we have room for improvement. We definitely have room for improvement, but this is why we start. Yeah. We improve and we go. I think in anything, you just need to keep doing it until you get to a point where you're satisfied with the level of production and the level of, um, you know, the standard you're, you're actually, you know, putting out. So, I mean, we just keep working on it. I think we've given ourselves a, a really, really good runway to, to learn this podcasting game and I, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, and that takes us to obviously today's episode and the episode uh, the um, topic of today's episode, which is how would we start a business or how would you start a business today? How would we start a business? How would we start a business today? Okay, sweet. Well, we were kind of pondering on this one before and like it's because it's, you, you can come, come at it from so many different angles especially if we're trying to have a look at who, you know, we want to kind of target the question to, do you want to target it at people that obviously haven't started a business before? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think there's multiple ways, as you just said. I think we also can really extrapolate this out and, and work with people in the future, mm. I think, uh, that actually want to hear us talk about specifics specific types of businesses or uh, how to start a, um, you know, a niche product, brand, uh, service-based business. Like we can just talk shit and talk about how we would actually start it uh, and even do some research on, you know, the field if it's something completely opposite. I don't think we could be doing that today because we are underdone, but we can definitely talk about generalities on how we specifically, if we went back the clock, I think a few years, how we would start a business. Yeah. We'll go through our experiences. Yeah. You're, like, you're 27, right? We wind the clock back, I reckon, four years. Pre-COVID, we don't know COVID exists. Everything's going great guns. Let's let's frame it in a way that I think e-commerce is still like on the up. I've got one for you. You got one for me? I've got right, one. Done. The first thing I would try do if I were to start a business, my first question to myself before I even know who the, like what the idea is, is who, who can I spend copious amount of time with? <laughs> copious. Who, who the hell can I almost spend every single day, every single hour of uh, my waking day with? Because obviously when you're trying to build a business, you're going to spend a lot of time. Uh, whether you do it by yourself, I'm assuming again, we're going through our experiences and you're trying to do this with, one other person or a group of people, you need to be able to try have spend as much time as possible with those guys. You need to enjoy it, like enjoy spending time together. One hundred percent. That would be my 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 main question. Okay, who the hell do I enjoy, um, or who can I cope with? For- and that and honestly, that's an episode in itself. I mean, like think about how many different types of personalities there are in the world, and how your personality can tie in with someone else's personality to get the result of a successful business. Like some people can be more empathetic. Some people can be really driven and, you know, ambitious. Some people can be a little bit more uh, analytical about things. Some people can be risk averse. Some people can have a really, really, really healthy risk appetite and not give a shit about anything. Like what sort of person would you personally look for, I guess? I would find someone that 
you can, and we have this, someone that you can disagree with, but you can have, have healthy amounts of debate where, you know, whether you don't agree on something, you'll come to some sort of conclusion together. Yeah. I think that's really important, being able to find someone. And for that, you need to have empathy because obviously you need to be able to, the, the hardest thing for a lot of people is to, um, to not accept like that their way isn't the right way. And this is a massive trait that if someone can kind of master, it becomes really powerful and you, you, you become really uh, easy to work with for other people. And it kind of does help springboard you um, in so many different situations. So if you can find someone or if you have that trait, you know, can I look into this whole, can I think of this objectively and look at this and believe that, you know, I haven't made the right, yeah. oh, I don't have the right idea or the, the, the right choice. Yeah, I, words, yeah. I personally think one of the things you don't want in a business partner or something is stubbornness. If you're not willing to change and adapt, how can you expect your yeah. business to change and adapt given you know the changing market, changing industries, uh, changing customer profile, all that sort of stuff. So if you're stuck in your ways and you're find, finding that your business partner is stuck in their ways uh, and isn't willing to give an inch or compromise or even discuss, that's a red flag that they they uh, they probably need the bin. But I completely agree with that. Finding yep. someone um, is is probably the first step. I mean, I was talking to you in summer when uh, you you were away, and there was a lot of stuff going on in the office. And I actually remember sitting there on my chair, and I'm like, "Fuck!" If if like I didn't have a obviously yep. you weren't there, but I was under the pump UTP, and I was actually noticing that my decision making capacity, if you will, had gone down purely because I couldn't deflect shit and you couldn't soak stuff up or I couldn't bounce something off you quickly to then make a decision quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Either it would involve a message, a call, or I would have to think about the problem that was being presented to me in a completely different way than if we were both there and we would just be like, yeah, do you agree with that? Yeah, sweet. All right, done. And we keep moving forward. So like I, I noticed that firsthand. I feel like the ability for you to make decisions move quickly would uh, be much harder if you were by yourself. And obviously you'd probably be more risk averse if you were by yourself, in my opinion. Yeah, like we're I just basing agree. it on. I, obviously we've got a, a bit more of a, I mean, we, we deal with more a, a lot of people and obviously when you're just starting up a bit business, it would just be you and maybe one or two others or whoever amount. So like obviously at that period, it's much easier to keep things very simple Um you know, you can kind of get away with it uh, in the beginning, but then obviously there there will be a ceiling uh, with these sort of actions. Obviously, if you you know you are very hard to get along with, you know, and your idea is not the the idea that's kind of taken with everyone else, uh, you're going to come into problems. Uh, so I think that's the most important thing: finding people you can spend a lot of time with, people that you trust, um, and enjoy it. I feel like that 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 would be my number one thing, and then obviously. When you're talking about trying to find, all right, again, it's always very subjective because I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, where you should be trying to start a business because, you know, obviously everyone, for example, this is this is going to be an example. Everyone knows that there's this big talk about AI at the moment. So obviously the, the most logical person would be like, oh, AI, is, there's so much hype at AI. There's so many opportunities. I'll go there. Yeah, makes sense. But do you actually one enjoy this is this something that you're actually passionate about because all right fair enough you might think okay the opportunities are there but if you 
hate working and you're there three, four hours a day trying to, you know, come up with an idea of, of what, how you can optimize or how you can utilize AI to your advantage to start a business, then you're not going to, you're going to lose out. You might as well just do something that you're really passionate about. If you like fitness, then, you know, try to do something in the fitness field. So that, that would be that they would, that would go along hand alongside, you know, who start, who are you starting it with? And then what can I do for fucking 24 hours a day? Sorry for the language. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much what I would, what I would do. Yeah. Um, so, so like you've got your person, <clears throat> sorry, you've got your person, you found your business partner or whatever, you then need to find your niche and to find your niche, I guess like we would have to sit down and talk about what do we like? What do we like doing? And what are we confident that we actually have expertise of some sort in or can, or are willing to learn mm. uh, that level of expertise? I mean, like w- when we first started Elite 11, for example, I wouldn't say we were experts in e-commerce. I wouldn't stay, say we were experts in marketing. I wouldn't say we were experts in fashion. I wouldn't say we, we, all we did was it was more of an enjoyment thing. We loved sport. We loved, you know, wearing clothes that made us perform better and look good and all that sort of stuff. And we were willing to obviously learn everything else that was necessary to build a business around that sort of idea. Um, so like – Expert, not necessary, but willingness to learn, I think is one of the, the, the big things. Like if you were doing AI, right, you obviously need to go to a, a, um, an IT engineering, some sort of course for many years at uni. Mm. But that doesn't mean you can't do AI. You just need to get the people around you that can do it. It's the idea that you need to come up with that actually works and, and works in with your personal life and what you, you know, enjoy doing. Because if you can frame the problem that you're solving from the eyes of the customer, like I'm the consumer, I feel like it's much easier to build a business around that because you already know what you want. Like we design what we want to wear. That's what makes it so easy. If you, if we were designing, I don't know, freaking nurse outfits or doctor's coats, we would have have to ask other people what, we should do with it. And then we would probably make mistakes because the more people you ask, then you get all these different points of view and then you, you actually have no idea. If we actually were doctors, we would know exactly how many pockets we want, where we want the pockets, exactly. what sort of material we want. So like it comes down to, you know, I guess. That, that thing, it makes it want. easy. It makes yeah. it, it makes it so much easier. Like we never once thought, you know, it's difficult to make some clothing for us because we know what we like um, and it's kind of worked for us in the past. Uh, kind of go, going alongside that, the other thing that I would, you know, strongly, like if you're coming up with an idea, all right, you've got an idea. My question would be like, is it an itch of an idea or is it a genuine burn? Yeah. Are you, is it a burning desire to get this thing out and off the ground? Like if it's not a burning desire, I feel like the chances of your, your, your fa- you failing, which again, failing is is completely fine. Like we fail plenty of times in the, in, in the past. You're like you're you're almost just try find that bur- like the burning desire to actually do something. Um, that's something that I think uh, you can take across in almost any sort of facet of life. Um, in, again, it just kind of goes alongside with passion, finding passion in what you do and passion in what uh, in in the field of business that you choose. It's just going to go so so much so much more long. It's so much long. Yeah, in, like it's almost infinite. Like we want to be in this game for as long as possible. Yeah. And 
it just it makes so much more sense to me. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, like if you look at business on on a timeline, as you just said, it's perpetual. It doesn't stop. And and the thing about creating a company, it can exist after you're dead. So if you're willing to create a company that, I mean, it's it's its own person, it's its own entity, entity, and you're willing to you know nurture it like a child, <laughs> care for it, grow it, it can exist basically forever. Um, so if you look at it in in that sort of mindset and not look at it as a you know as a sprint, I feel like one you'll be better off and you'll probably make better yeah. decisions because you won't be worrying about the quick money, the easy money. You'll be worrying about where do I need to position myself and what chess pieces I need to move to actually make this a long-standing business rather than you know a quick buck, for example, like. Uh, for example, like you could have sold something during COVID for the two years, but like if you didn't adapt or be willing to adapt uh, to the post-COVID, you know, market, you you could be dead now as as a exactly. company, as an example. So like if, if we move on from there, so you got your um, you got your person, you found your you know your passion or your niche that you wanted to go in. What do you do? Do you build a business plan or do you sort of like just start going? Or like, what would you do? Would you would you sit down and take time to make a plan or would you well, just do shit? Well, did we have a plan? No. No, we didn't have a plan. Like, yeah, business plans. Oh, strategy maybe. Like, all right. But, but, but remember, like, you're not you. You're you with zero experience. Like, you've got to put yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. in the mindset of, like, you don't know what it's like I would to just make start, mistakes I would and just, shit. I would just start doing, just like we did. Yeah. Um, I feel like this kind of makes a lot of sense when you look at, for example, people, like I love reading, right? Yeah. Um, learning, soaking up information, but sometimes what you need to accompany that is experience to kind of take. So for, if you're reading, you're learning, you're you know, absorbing podcasts, uh, um, YouTube videos, whatever it may be, audibles, if you can accompany that out input with added output of just going out and making the mistakes yourself, experiencing everything, you will retain that sort of information. You will like being those, I'm saying reading, like it's all good, but knowledge for the sake of knowledge is is basically useless in my opinion. Yeah, I think what you're saying is like you can write infinite words on a piece of paper and plan infinite amount of hours, but until you actually like digest it, yeah. it's not there. By digesting it, you mean to Correct. Do it. Like you'll digest it. Fair enough. And people are like, oh yeah, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, you know, you do this, you do that, because you know, I've I've written a couple of books and stuff. But when it actually comes down to actual action, you you it'll absorb. It's almost like sinks into your skin. Yeah. And it's something you don't forget. I feel like it's the emotional sort of connection you have Correct. with the doing that makes you that forms that that. I don't know, neural pathway. I don't know if what it is, but the neural pathway in your brain where you actually remember what it was like to feel that specific moment yeah. in time. Well, yeah. And if you just write that down, you're almost using your imagination. Your imagination doesn't remember shit. Your yeah. imagination is just remag- imagining things. Doing things actually makes you feel a certain way, whether it's motivated, uh, satisfied, uh, proud, whatever it makes you feel. And that's what makes you fucking remember shit and actually motivates you to keep moving forward, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, the failure, for example, failing in something, that feeling of failure, the feeling of you know, losing capital or that, that you've put into some sort of resource 
and it doesn't go your way, it's a gut-wrenching feeling that you don't want to feel and, and it kind of, you know, steers you in the right direction. So, again, it really goes back down to um, action over plans. You know, I'm not saying business plans are, are no good, but obviously you just need a company. If you're starting off, just go, 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 do, 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 and then just, you know, go, rinse and repeat. Action, you know, assess, analyze, go again, go again, go again, and hopefully, you know, you're, you're spiraling upwards, Um over over the course of, of time as you you know go ahead um love it so I, I i do feel like in this whole situation like as you're starting your business journey in entrepreneurship it is more or less an investment in yourself because you're obviously learning so much you're trying to master your your own emotions uh if you're like like we said before if you're you know starting off with someone you being able to come to a conclusion and not think of like purely on emotions and know when, okay, I might be reacting here based off what I think is, is right, but it's that, that urge of emotion to, to kind of think that I'm right versus, you know, can I look objectively and then come to a conclusion properly? Yep. Um, that skill should be, like you said, perpetual and never stop trying to um, master your own self. Exactly, and right. that's what I, that's that's what that's the beautiful thing about business because you will get as like you don't really have much else to blame um, apart from like what's going on internally with yourself, how you operate. It's it's a reflection on you. Like they're your rules. Your business, you know, is your rule. You make that entity, and you know, it, there's no real uh, obviously unless you're breaking the law, you can't break the law. But there's no there's no you know, go ahead, go. One hundred percent. So um, that's really important for me. Yeah. The investment in yourself. Exactly right. And investing in yourself brings me to sort of like my next point. And that I think we may have talked about it last week or potentially in one of the the uh, pods (laughs) that we did uh, for for a mock-up. But I think it's uh, it's super important and I really want to touch on it again. And it's about learning – the, and, and not mastering, but learning how to do everything that is necessary to run the business if yep. it's by yourself, outsourcing. Did we talk about that last week? Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. We'll touch on it quickly. You don't want to outsource. You want to insource as much as possible. And to insource, you need to learn. You need to learn. For example, if you're starting, uh, let's just say you're starting the clothing business uh, like we did, you want to be learning your marketing, your photo yep. shopping, your, your photography, as much as that is humanly possible and then outsourcing. I mean, the good thing about starting a business if we were starting it today is outsourcing is as easy as pretty much doing anything else. You've got, as you were saying before, you've got AI, so you've got ChatGPT to freaking write all of your stuff for you. You've got, is it Dali or which one's the one that actually creates your business logos and stuff like that? Oh, I forget the name. There's one one. that creates business logos and you just type in stuff and it'll actually make like a little business model for you and all that sort of stuff. And then you've got platforms like Shopify and and uh, to, to actually run your, your business if it's e-commerce. And then you've got platforms to actually outsource, you know, if it's a human that's needed. Uh, you've got your Upwork, your Fiverr. Your, you can basically go on Facebook and find someone if you, if you really wanted to. So like I feel like if you really wanted to start a business now, the tools that you have at yeah. your disposal allow the barrier to entry for – a lot of types of businesses, if especially if they're not like legacy businesses or or moats that have already been created. I mean, 
uh, as an example, a moat is Coke. We were talking about this. Coca-Cola company is a moat. I, I feel like we should just touch on that. Uh, a moat is something that, you know, you basically have market share and no one can sort of infiltrate you because no one else is going to buy another brand of Coca-Cola yep. if they already know which one they want. And th they will exist pretty much forever. So that's sort of what a moat is. Um, where was I? Shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, barrier, <laughs> the barrier for entry is way lower. Um right now than it probably ever has been. And it, and it, with the help of AI, I think it will only get lower. And it's going to all come down to the individual's creativity, drive, yep. and all the human emotions that can hold you back from actually building a business. Like if, if let, let me just tell you, if you had every tool at your disposal to create a business, the only thing holding back, you back would be yourself and your own internal thoughts. Like everyone wakes up some days and like, fuck, I'm not motivated. Uh, I don't want to do anything. I don't believe in myself. I don't, you know, like, you know, I don't think this will work. It's about brushing that to the side and showing up and performing because the next day you'll feel the complete opposite and you'll be like, wow, I'm so confident in myself and the idea that I have to just keep forging on. Exactly right. That sounds very sentimental, but. No, but it's true. It's true. And business is so, like so, so much of a roller coaster ride. Um, and that, you know, goes back into the, the investment in yourself because once you realize this and once you can accept that and you're aware of this, you kind of become like calm. Yeah. It's a calmness that you kind of receive and, and, and or you, you get this, again, we've been doing this for about seven, eight years now and I feel more than ever that there is more and more on our plate. However, as it's happened, I feel more calm about it because once you start accepting the fact that, you know, um, these things will happen and, and just try not to think like everyone has their own problems. Everyone's got their own uh, things they're working in their life. So no one is trying to do anything malicious. Um, everyone's coming at it from a good angle and everyone wants a business to succeed. Everyone's here for the same objective. Uh, so it, it just really, really does help once you can kind of master that. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's really, really powerful. And it, it obviously for us, it's just helped us a, a long, 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 long way. Um, the other thing that really, that I think is that some people might take for granted is just the simple things. So people think that to build the business or to build a business and build a, a bigger business, they think there's some sort of secret formula or some, you know, something that they're not telling everyone else. But the reality is that all they're doing is make doing the simple things right. It's just basic, basically stripping it to the bare bones and know what their foundations is, know the formula, as in like the, the basic principles. And it's just waking up every day, go rinse and repeat, rinse and, rinse and repeat. And sometimes you don't need some sort of huge drawn out plan and, and some extravagant marketing strategy. It's just get in, you have the same thing. It can be for us as simple as just making sure the product's good. As simple as that. Product's good, customer service is good, and bang, come in. Yep. The day after, the day after, the day after. And this will just compound and compound and compound. So yeah, the you analogy know, you have, like you can sort of extrapolate that out is like you're 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 you know, you've got a fishing net or like a fishing thing that you can catch stuff with. And as you go on, your net just needs to catch little by little more and more people. Um which are obviously customers. Yeah. As you catch customers, there's a roll on effect of word of mouth and all that sort of stuff. 
And slowly, slowly, if you let the business mature, it will get to a stage where you look back and you're like, wow, how did I actually do that? But it doesn't involve any secret source, any secret marketing, massive differentiators in terms of like you're coming out with a new category or you're, you're, you're challenging the boundaries of innovation in a certain niche. It's just basic principles and fundamentals and letting it mature naturally as a business. But also obviously you need to make the right decisions and stuff like that. But I think people make it out like it's all grandeur and it's all really hard and you need to do something really, really, really different. I completely disagree with that. I feel like if you know what you like and you're doing, as we were saying previously, you've got your person, you know what you like and you know what you want to create. Other people, it's more than likely that a percentage of the population in the world, some of those people as a percentage will agree with you and like the same stuff you like. It's about finding them. And if you give a massive timeline for your business to be able to find those people and resonate with them, they're obviously going to become customers. And little by little, your net catches more and more customers and and voila, you have a business, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> it, it, it really- That it, sounds way, so, way more simple than it actually is. But in essence, I think a lot of marketing people will make it sound a lot more difficult uh, and even like, you know, if, if, if you speak to your parents and stuff, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, how are you going to differentiate yourself from the other cafe down the street? Well, bottom line is if I'm a nice person, if I have really good customer, this is a cafe as an example. If I'm a nice person, I have really good customer service. I have really good product. Eventually over time, people will naturally come in. I'm like, oh, that looks good. Oh, that person looks friendly. And so slowly, slowly, you'll actually let it mature and build the business to a point where everyone's like, wow. Don't worry about that one. Oh, shit. Don't worry about that one down the street. Come to this one because this one has way better product. Way, way the the guy that owns is way more you know friendly and nice and 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 voila, you have a business. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you didn't you didn't have to do anything different. Like obviously you you know market in a different way. You have a different facade, all that sort of stuff. But you didn't really do anything that was majorly different to the principles that the other cafe followed. As an example, it, you just people try to overcomplicate it, yeah, and there's no need. And I think it's that the the barrier of not coming in and seeing like you see that cafe on the street that I've, like, I'm going to use that same example that's doing so well, and that you've always might have had this urge to start the cafe. That barrier itself of you saying I I just don't think so. Like, look, it's absolutely killing it. Oh, it's a saturated it, market. It's, it's, it's a saturated market. Like, mate, I'm telling you, like just like you said, if you enjoy. If you enjoy making coffee or you enjoy, you know, uh, in the, the hospitality industry and you are a good person and, you know, you greet every customer with respect and, and you obviously, you know, try obviously make good food uh, and good coffee, like it'll, like you said, it'll just start snowballing, snowballing and snowballing. So exactly. Right. Um, I guess. I, yeah. Sorry, you go. No, no. I just think, like you said, it's sometimes so overlooked that these you know, well-established businesses are doing something that's hidden from everyone else. It's so far from the truth. As I've read other businesses that are huge, you know, multi multinational businesses, like it's the same concept. Coca-Cola is a perfect example. They've got one product, one product with a simple marketing strategy and it's never changed. Like it's just stayed consistent throughout the dawn of time. And that's what it is. So they, they're just, it's done. It's done. And it's so, and you don't need to create the Coca-Cola, but you can create pretty much anything 
and eventually, given time, it will succeed. Correct. The cafe is a perfect example. Exactly like right. The, yeah. Businesses don't have to be, you know, multi-billion dollar businesses. Like some people just find something they're passionate in, whether it's a cafe, and then you can do that. You can self-sustain there because I feel like inevitably the reason you want to start the business is that, that sense of freedom, that sense of waking up in the morning and enjoying what you do and whether you're currently in a nine to five or you're at uni, you're not quite sure what you want to do. And, you know, you're waking up with that feeling of what, what is it? You don't have that, that, that purpose. It, it is all worth it once you start, whether, you know, you're going through some tough times within a business, it is so, it, it is enjoyable. If you just try find the right person, do something you're passionate in, you will get there. Um, just stick with it and have, yeah. Just stick with it, really. Um, that's a bit more motivational. But. Yeah. You got very motivational there. Yeah. I saw it in your eyes. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I feel like like we've covered pretty much the the, the basics. Uh, I wasn't really planning this, but for the last five minutes, maybe we can run the thought exercise. I just said a cafe, nope. right? We've found each other. We're good mates. Let's just say we love food. I personally love eating. Like, I love eating. eating. Uh, Yeah, I also like a caffeinated life. So uh, we both like eating. We both like a caffeinated life. And we both probably care about what we're eating. Go, let's start, let's start a cafe. What what are we doing? What's your first idea? Like, are we going to do a healthy cafe? Are we going to do a, just a most coffee one where we would be do it? Let's just, let's just spitball well, we're a cafe. Both, I haven't really thought about it, but <laughs> oh, let's do it. We're both healthy boy, uh, health, healthy men. I'd feel like you try to find some sort of uh, healthy niche, organic uh, cafe in a in, in in our opinion, like obviously somewhere close to home. I, I can think of many places uh, around our area that you could definitely target that sort of demographic. Yeah, um, find the spot. Honestly, just have a look at. For me, it, like it's simple as going to realcommercial.com and genuinely being like, okay, let's just start playing this thought exercise and start calling them up, being yep. like, oh, I think I know where I want the spot. See how much it's all worth. You start getting an indication of how much it's going to cost per annum for rentals. Then you can start playing some little broad numbers. Okay, that's this, you know, I need X amount of coffees or this amount of, these amount, this amount of people to come in throughout yep. the day. If you're going to be there, I, would, uh, what we, I know what we would do. We would genuinely go and sit ourselves in full body immersion of that. <laughs> so let's, let's just say street is called um, freaking Elite Bot, Street. Ben Street. Yeah, yeah, let's Elite Street. Let's go to Elite Street. There's a there's a spot there that's up for lease right now. And let's stay there for a couple hours on a Monday morning or a Sunday Sunday morning. And let's just see what kind of people come. Their foot traffic. Is it easy to park? Like the, these sort of things. And then once you've done that, you can kind of be like, you know what? I think I can make this work. I'm yep. seeing people walking around. These people are walking, you know, they're fit, they're uh, walking the dog or they're going for a run. There's cars everywhere, like it's a good location. That that would be f- probably number one yep. for me and you. 100%, 100%. The location and then sort of once you've found a potential location, imagining the sort of branding that would work well in that location to actually make someone stop and go, oh, what's that? So whether it be the name, for example, uh, Paz and Bob Cafe or Paz and Bob Stop or I don't know, Paz and – yeah, let, let's just say it's <laughs> Paz and Bob Cafe. Bob Stop. Uh, Bob Stop. Um, what's going to make them stop? You know, your color palette. What, and, and, and when you're talking about that and when you're talking about the furniture and all of the look, it has to resonate mm. with what we think. Yeah. 
if you're trying to make something for what other people will like, I feel like it's not impossible, but harder to actually execute. Um, but if we like blue, for example, I know you're Argentinian, you love light blue. Let's just say we include, you know, light blue, white and freaking gray and everything's white, blue, light and gray. Sweet. We can build around that. We find a coffee machine that's light blue that sits at the front of the store and everything's nice and uh, nice and juicy and looks good. And it's all in your imagination whilst you're sitting outside and full body immersion in the old <laughs> yep. spot. Yeah. So like you're imagining what it is. Then you're like, sweet. I think we're ready. The other process is obviously finding the people that would be needed to mm -hmm. run the business, whether that be a barista, a chef, uh, whatever, someone to develop the menu. Um, things that you could probably do yourself is learn how to do the graphics and all that sort of stuff or outsource it in a way that it's cheaper to do the graphics and all that sort of stuff, create the menus, print them out, uh, business cards, whatever you need to do. And then I know that there's an elephant in the room, which is the coffee. And obviously <laughs> speaking about it now, uh, we sort of know how coffee works. Obviously, obviously it's not the same for everybody, but you can either buy the machine or you can lease or you get, you get the machine for free as long as you're using you know a specific coffee supplier. Um, so there's multiple ways to attack that problem. I mean, like, it's a cafe, right? It's, right. it's, it doesn't, it doesn't need to, you know, you know, be a place for rocket science. It just needs to make people feel like they're comfortable and they're, they can express themselves and they can have a good time and they can, and it can stimulate the customers in a way that resonates with what we would want the cafe to be, to stimulate and resonate with, uh, you know, how, how, how our experience and, and what we would want them experience in a cafe at the end of the day. Agreed. I reckon even, to the co making the coffee itself, if you actually are so cash poor that oh, you can't 100%. actually get a, you don't want to risk getting a barista off the bat, apply for a job at a cafe for a bit and learn how to make a coffee there. Yeah, I'm sure there are YouTube videos that show you how to make a coffee. Like obviously you're not going to be good to begin with, but just master, try master the art, master you, the yeah. art. And like you said, every single person that comes in, you greet them, you, you ask how their day is and you will slowly start to see that ball rolling and rolling and rolling. Um, you tell the story, like you said, you know, you have your own little color palette. For us, you know, I, I don't mind it, you know. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll start a cafe in the next couple of months and invite everyone down and, yep, and it'll look stop. exactly the way we just described. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think I think as long as we apply the principles, we've got, you know, each other to start it. We found something that we're passionate about, obviously having nice food, good food, coffee, but some, you know, healthy options as yep. well. Uh, we know the look, we know the location. It's all about executing. Obviously, there's going to be a financial aspect of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I'll just say you would. You go. Obviously, you know, not a lot of people enjoy numbers or financials, but you would need to find of at least know how much sort of runway you would have if, you know, you're making X amount or not making X amount. Just you need to basically plan out for the worst possible situation. Now, yeah. I know it sounds grim, but you need to play them all out. I think if you don't do that and you just think of the only good, only the good outcome, when bad things do happen, it's just going to really take you by storm. So it's one thing I would say, know how much money you, you, you're going to have, you know, in your bank account or, or whether you, you know, use external financing or not and know how long you have if something does go bad. I think that's very important. And a lot of people that don't 
or that are not in business and they're they're looking to just make sure you 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 know take that into consideration. Probably the best thing is I've heard this a couple of times. If you're going to be doing your you know side project or starting something else, you wouldn't. I would say not to stop your current day job until the income that you're bringing in from the new thing surpasses that and more. Agreed. So it might sound like shit, I'm, I'm going to be working, you know, 10, 12, 16 hour days. Well, the reality is if, if you want this passion of yours or this this project of yours to to become where, 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 where it's your life, these like the sacrifices need to happen. Exactly and right. I, I know we can speak from experience. We did sacrifice a lot and we've <clears> spent countless hours on Elite 11 before we actually finished or dropped everything else to just work on Elite 11. So 100%. I, I would I would 100% recommend that. Exactly right. And just to really top this off before we wrap this up, I have just gone on Facebook Marketplace because I remember actually seeing a cafe on Facebook Marketplace. And to make it, to drive the point home of, of how accessible this is, there is a current transfer of lease cafe for sale in South Yarra. Obviously, we would fully immerse ourselves in the location. Yeah. The, to, the, the, the sale price comes with the coffee machine and like obviously all of the furniture and stuff. You can pick this. It looks to me to be a small cafe. I'm, I'm thinking maybe 50 squares, maximum 70, 80 squares. You can pick this cafe up for $20,000. You can transfer the lease from their name to your name and start operating it. With their name, with their current, the same cafe name. For 20 grand. Or you can change it up completely if you yeah, want to go. and rebrand it. So, I mean, the thought exercise is we would go to this joint and say, is this a viable option? If it is or isn't, why is that person obviously wanting to leave is, is yeah. another question entirely. Is there no traffic there? These are questions to be answered once we fully immerse ourselves in that location. Yep. And then it's a constant trial and error process. And, and, and we just keep doing that until we found something and obviously something within our budget and something that we actually can see being successful if we were to take it over or if we were going to start it ourselves. Um, so I guess, yeah, that's pretty much it. Apply the principles and, think, and the basics and I think we you covered, covered a fair few points. Hopefully we didn't ramble too much because we did say we wanted to keep it pretty short and I think we've gone for about 50 minutes right now. Um, no, it's, a bit, it's a bit less because okay. we started a bit earlier. Okay, well, yeah, hopefully there were some good nuggets there that yeah. people could take out. And I agree. I feel like they were. I feel like uh, we talked a lot about, you know, again, principles and not actually, you know, download the software, download this app. Yeah ask this person this, like that's all stuff that needs to be applied to specific too niches. Specific. It's way too specific. But I feel like if we were to keep doing this cafe sort of thought exercise, if anyone, you know, wants to message in or privately DM us and say, oh, I really want you to talk about how to start a photography business or something like that, we can probably do a little bit of research and just say, oh, this is what I would do. Yeah. Uh, as an example, as a thought exercise, you know, if someone has, you know, a question about that sort of stuff, because you, that's, part of the reason why we're actually doing that would this be podcast. Great. Um, yeah. Did you have anything else before no, we that is, that wrap is this up? I reckon we covered uh, as much as we possibly could. Like you said, if anyone has anything that they want to bring up, we can maybe cover it in another episode. 